0: The Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. This is Michael James Lauren, your host. If you've ever wanted to learn about being a virtual assistant, right now is the time to listen to this program. We have one of the best in the business. Tanya Sutherland joins us, and uh, we're going to get to her. If you ever wanted to get in this business, now is the time, and, and hopefully she'll answer all, all your questions. And uh, our sponsors, with over 90 years' experience in developing audio electronics, Bayer Dynamics stands for Innovative Audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand from headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.bayerdynamic.com. And by Hamilton Stands, founded in 1883 Hamilton, Ohio, Hamilton Stands is the oldest music and instrument stand maker in the world. They offer a broad range of sheet music stands, band and orchestra instrument stands, and combo stands, including mic stands, guitar and keyboard stands, and accessories. In fact, the broadcast right now using the Hamilton Stage Rocker Mic Stand. Just visit HamiltonStands.com. And by Orlix Acoustics, has one mission, to make your sound, your use you sound, the best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics, along with free expert advice. Total sound control products from Orlex enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's your room. Visit Oraluxe.com for more information. And without further ado, here's Tanya.
1: Hi, Michael.
0: How are Thanks you? It's me today. And we're doing pretty good. My wife and I joining me on this, I've been waiting forever to get her on the the program because she has taken an interest in being a virtual assistant. So the biggest question, what is a virtual assistant?
1: Well, Michael, a virtual assistant is basically a highly skilled, independent professional who remotely provides administrative, technical, and or creative business support services.
2: Okay, so this is, uh, hi, Tanya, this is Leanne. Hi, Leanne. And uh, I, this is great news, then, that there are a group of professionals out there who particularly are helpful for entrepreneurs, authors, and speakers, and small business owners. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, that's us, virtual assistants. Yeah. So let's talk about the business owner side of things. Why should someone hire a VA or a virtual assistant versus having a staff person or an administrative assistant on, in uh, that that's in their office?
1: Well, why you use a VA is because it, it can basically bring back fun time into your business that you used to have in the beginning. I don't know if anybody remembers what it was like in the beginning of your business, how fun it was when you weren't overworked, um, overstressed, underpaid, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, By having a VA, you know, you can automate your business a bit more and, you know, they can help you implement strategies to automate your office. I mean bill gates or whoever he doesn't do his own bookkeeping right or he doesn't arrange his own travel um 10 bucks says he doesn't do his own marketing either he has a hired team of professionals to do this for him and every business can have this too by hiring a virtual assistant and it can just help you stay sane in your business right if you can outsource
2: (laughs) yes absolutely Absolutely. And, uh, looking from the virtual assistant side of things, um, from that perspective, um, I will, I will share that I attended your virtual virtuosos conference and found it so helpful. Um, I go back and listen to the recordings, um, over and over again of your speakers. And, um, I learned one of the most important things, um, uh, for a virtual assistant to do a good job is to have a niche. And basically, that's a target market whose needs fit with a particular skill set. And I was wondering um, to help our new virtual assistants out there, can you summarize some of the niches out there that if you're starting out to tra- craft your business, what are some hot areas that virtual assistants can find work?
1: Well, first of all,
2: having a niche is going to
1: automatically put you up in a higher bracket for money, right? Because mm-hmm. you have a specialty now. So I encourage VAs to. Uh, when they're getting started to find something that could be their niche. And it could be anywhere from being professional niche, like where they might just work for realtors or they may only work for authors or speakers or so they learn the tools of that trade specifically. So that could be a niche Mm -hmm. for them. Uh, Other ways to find niches are maybe they're really good in social media marketing That could be their niche, or they uh, do WordPress, build websites. That could be a niche for them. It could be just as simple as, like, I've had VAs come to me, and I don't know my niche. I don't know what to do, and so we'll figure out what do they like doing first of all, and it's just writing it down on Post-it notes, things that you like to do, and see if you can uh, come up with, an area, specialty. Maybe you love doing PowerPoint presentations and you're going to become the PowerPoint queen, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. So there's so many different things. And by niching yourself, you can really zone in on your market and get the exact clientele that you want. So I encourage people to niche themselves. Uh, I had one girl come in and she didn't know at all what she wanted niche and we went through the whole processes and i says well what do you love you know you know what do you love and she goes you know what nothing to do with virtual assistants i love animals and stuff Mm -hmm. well anyways long story short she became her niche was working for veterinarians Mm -hmm. right doing their administrative so uh yeah niche can go anyway um, but I encourage everybody to find one in the beginning. It just helps you in your marketing, zoning on your marketing plan.
2: Yeah, it's a, it, that's a great idea. And uh, I'll just share that uh, I something that you shared on your website was your friend Craig Cummings, who's the co-founder of the VA Classroom. Uh, just released a study which includes VA skills reports that analyze trends in the VA industry. And one of his findings that was interesting to me was that 50% responded that they're VA generalists and 46% responded that they're VA specialists. So it's very close right now. It seems like almost 50-50 um, are generalists and fi- you know close to 50 are specialists. But that seems to be a growing area where it's it's very important and I've heard this from many people to develop the, the niche-hmm
1: and there's a lot of different niches out there like content marketing or writing is a big niche right now social media uh, I have one girl today that I talked to she works for a lot of network marketers you know people that are into um, MLM network marketing and that's her niche mm-hmm. and she's got clients coming out of her ears because there's so many um, network marketers out there who don't have can't find a VA that knows how to you know generate their leads and different things they need specifically for their profession.
2: Yes, yes. and uh, just moving on to the next question. Um, how do you suggest that VAs find clients? This has been probably the hardest thing for me as a new VA, but how do mm-hmm. you use social media to work for you and where do you start if you're not a techie person?
1: Okay, um, let's start at probably the easiest way to find clients. It's basically by joining a professional virtual assistant organization like ours. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have a job board there. I'm sure you can supply them a link afterwards. But we have a job board. You just go in, you apply for the jobs. You don't have to market. You don't have to do anything. We do it all for you. We bring the jobs to you. That's the easiest way. Mm-hmm. The next way that is a bit easier, and uh, that is getting involved in the business uh, social networks locally. Like, say you live in uh, New York. Maybe you go there, you join some uh, meetups, chamber of commerce, different things like that. It's so much easier to get a client when they see you face-to-face yes. instead of hiring someone online they don't even know, right? Mm-hmm. So I encourage people to market themselves locally in their own uh attend those networking meetings and stuff. That's probably the second easiest way to get a client rate going off the get-go. The next way is, of course, social media marketing, you know, getting out there, joining groups that are in your target market and starting to form relationships. That takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. It's relationship marketing. Mm -hmm. So it does take time. But, you know, over a long period of time, you can have, not a long period, but, it does take a while to form relationships and to gain trust online. You can uh, network yourself that way in getting clients. I mean, you really have to have a website because that is, makes you credible, right? Who's sure. going to hire someone that works virtually but doesn't have a website? So I'm, I encourage VAs to, You don't have to have one. You can get a client just with a Gmail account, but to get really good clients that are going to stick with you for a long time, you're going to need a website to market yourself. So there's a lot involved in marketing, like as in any business, but there's resources out there that teach you that. Like you just said, you went to that conference of mine. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of information there at that conference to teach you how to market your business
2: yeah i was so impressed by all of the resources that you have available i mean this is for any va out there who is listening and wanting to connect with other people in the field and um, gain uh, educational resources you do offer your virtual virtuosos conference is it two times a year twice a
1: year fall and spring
2: spring and fall yep Mm-hmm. And you have lots of free resources, ebooks, videos, checklists, check- lists of services that you can offer clients. Independent contractor agreements. You have your v- VA Insiders Club. Uh, tell us about that. How how can uh, VAs network there? Well, the one thing that most VAs miss out on is the
1: camaraderie, uh, some group coaching, encouragement, and training. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, And that's what VA Insiders is all about. We've got a job board there right off the bat, and that's why most VAs uh, join our VA Insiders Club is for the jobs that are at the job board. But next, we have a ton of training in there, and I'm also doing monthly coaching with them. Plus, I give them another webinar on some, like this Month we talked about the GDPR and how we can get our websites GDPR compliant. Sure. So we're always talking about different things like that. So there's a lot of training in there and networking that goes on and accountability. You know, people will, with a new virtual assistant or even one that's been in business for 10 years, if you've got something that you need to get done, if you write it down and put it in front of a group, you're more apt to get it done. Mm -hmm. and just having it you know written on a post-it note oh i should do this someday yes uh when you're being accountable for things uh you usually get them done so that's what our va insiders is kind of like there's a lot of stuff in there but uh gives you a little peek
2: yeah absolutely it's a great site you should definitely check it out if you're listening and you're new to va the va world uh let's talk tech for a minute um I think that is probably one of the most overwhelming things uh, that a VA experience is how to deal with social media. And you are a social, you are a online marketer, and um, I was just wondering if you could give one tip uh, for each of the uh, f- f- types of uh, social media out there, like a Facebook. How how can VAs benefit from being on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Pinterest? Okay. Uh,
1: First of all, Facebook, I'm going to suggest you go and uh, join, find out who your niche is. So let's just take an example. I work for uh, authors and speakers. Mm -hmm. So because usually authors or speakers, they've wrote a book about something and now they're speaking about it, right? So uh, I would go find a Facebook group or a LinkedIn group. And get known in that group, start answering questions and, you know, even volunteer to moderate because, you know, sometimes you'll volunteer to moderate a group and you get known by other people in that group uh, about you and your services. You're not going to flauntly say, oh, yes, here, I can do your PowerPoint for you or whatever. Uh, What you want to do is just answer their questions when you see them stumbling or having a roadblock that's administrative or creative or technical, whichever that you can answer Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. help them out and eventually you get known that way and that's one of the best ways to uh form relationships online uh you know pinterest instagram that's a different uh way you're probably going to want to be blogging some very informational stuff and then putting up some images that on pinterest uh or Instagram, depending if your market's there, a lot of the time if, you know, there's, there's a huge market in Pinterest. Check your Google Analytics and you'd be surprised how much of your traffic comes from Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Right? And just do some really informational blog posts. Put up some images that, uh, are exciting and people want to click through to, to read your blog posts and hopefully get on your email list, which you can market to them. I mean, the whole goal of all social media is to maybe get them on your email list. That's usually my uh, goal, because then you can market to them directly and really zone in on what they need and different things like that.
2: Yes, I work with uh, wedding planners. That's my niche. And... Uh, Pinterest is really popular for wedding planners because uh, there's so much information that you can share on Pinterest uh, photos and uh, um, event planning ideas and that kind of thing. But I just haven't solved how to convert it to clients yet, you know? Push them
1: to your website.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, uh, somehow have the picture go to a website uh, where you've got it something really valuable that you can. You know, give away to them so they'll sign up to your newsletter and different things like that. Uh, that would be what I would do with Pinterest. Um, just get them to your website somehow,
2: mm-hmm. and, and
1: then lead them in from there into your newsletters and different things.
2: Yes, that's a great idea. And um, you were talking about blogging a little bit ago, but that is really important. You there's a there's a article on your blog right now about blogging, and the importance of it. And um, that can be also very overwhelming. I was looking online, that was kind of my pain point today is going on and trying to write up a blog article for my website. And uh, just struggled really uh, to come up with an idea. And how do you overcome the overwhelm sense uh, of dealing with a blog, and I use a Wix website, which is very user-friendly, actually, um, probably more user-friendly than a WordPress site, and a lot of blogs are on WordPress, but uh, what advice would you give to someone who's starting out with a blog, and what should they do with a blog to make it successful?
1: Well, I would look at, let's say okay you work for wedding planners specifically so it, hopefully you're in a few groups or LinkedIn groups or something with other wedding or people that might be like wanting uh, a wedding planner or whatever it is right mm-hmm. um, and what I would do is I'm trying to think here I kind of lost my train of thought and sorry about that it happens when you get older. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay, so ask me the question again. Okay? So Just blogging, what What do you do with a blog to make it successful?
1: Okay, so first of all, to find content to write for your blog, uh, look at what, that. this is where I was going with that now, uh, look at what questions your target marketer asking help in. Like maybe they need help on they don't know uh, what to put on their wedding planner website or whatever it is Mm -hmm. right Uh, or maybe you know, there's different things going on in the world. Someone's gotten married. Maybe someone got married. That was really cool in a, as a celebrity or something like that. Yeah, maybe and, Prince Harry yeah. and Meghan Markle, right? <laughs> there we go, exactly. And you can pick up on that and maybe write a blog post about that, but twist it somehow to, uh, you know, sell something or uh, sell your services or whatever it might be. I keep a Google sheet of just topics that I come across, and it'll be something simple as I'll read a forum post or I'll read a Facebook post or something. I'll think, oh, there's a good blog topic, right? Mm-hmm. And Just keep track of them. And when I get in writing moods, which is rare because I don't like to write myself, but when I do, I'll sit down and try and go to that list and try and, um, you know, get off a couple of paragraphs or something and, and it's just a starting you know you just start if you're having real problems uh, with writing and you don't you aren't a copywriter you can always hire someone to do that for you do some ghostwriting. or there's I don't know if you've ever heard of private label rights PLR that uh, you can buy very cheaply online like you could probably buy 10 articles for 15 bucks or something and then you can rewrite those in your own words. I don't recommend using them verbatim, but it gives you ideas of what you can do and put on your website. But um, just find out, answer the questions that your market needs answers to, and uh, you'll do great with your blog.
0: Tanya, it's Michael. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) You know, my my wife uh, wants to talk more with you, of course, and I just want to... Really ask you, you know, um, how competitive is this field? I know that a lot of fields are competitive. It's,
1: I think, like, I, I'm a Jackie of all trades, but I've been in business for 20 years. But I started out, all I knew was how to collect email. I didn't know how to do all the things I've know, learned over the last 20 years, right? So just write down what you know how to do. Find a way to make that look special you know like niche if you only know how to do powerpoint then really focus in on that and learn that well and you know you don't have to know how to do everything it helps to be a bit of a macgyver michael Hmm. that if you don't know how to do it you can uh show them the way to finding someone that does know how to do that and we were talking about um competition with other VAs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Competition, it's one industry in the world that I'm aware of that they all get together and help each other. I've been in the VA industry for years. Uh, I've never felt like I've had a competitor unless, in fact, my best friends are all virtual assistants, right? (laughs) So (laughs) we aren't competing because we're all unique. We're all different. We all offer a little bit something different, like your wife, it's with uh, wedding stuff, Mm -hmm. that's different than someone else, like me, who offers more internet marketing, and you can actually uh, get together with other VAs and complement each other. Yeah. If, If you don't offer one service and they do, they can offer it to your people and you can offer the service they don't offer to their people too, right?
0: So. I could tell you're uh-huh. you're keeping strict time here because uh, you see <laughs> every that, that's that sound effect right there goes to show that you have your time accounted for when you know uh, and, and that's another thing I, I should mention that you know you have to be the real thing. I have to admit, since I've known you, just you know briefly though, you are the real thing. I mean, when you say you're going to do something, you do it. You every minute is accounted for, and uh, it seems like you, if you're going to be in the organizational field, you really have to live by that. Do you not?
1: Yeah, you got got one quality character trait or whatever of a virtual assistant is being organized, uh, also being disciplined. You, you know, I'll coach VAs sometimes and they'll be saying, well, you know, I just can't get any clients. And I'll, the first thing I do with them is sit down and let's track what you're doing all week, your time. And nine times out of ten, they're wasting it on social media or... You know, watching way too much Netflix or something. Like, imagine if we didn't have Netflix, how much time we'd spend on our business mm. working and building it, right?
0: <laughs> That's true. Is the one thing that people get confused about is how competitive is, it, or is it the fact that they love organization and how soon can I start?
1: I think they just they get stuck on. They're in overwhelm mode. Uh, there's so many things to do and it you know register your business name open up bank accounts like different things they just they need a checklist basically and actually you can get a free checklist at our network but you just got to take little baby steps and just start and don't stop Uh, like you don't have to create business cards for your business unless someone asks you for one then then That week, go out and create business cards, okay? (laughs) Like, you may never, ever get asked for a business card, but I find a lot of new VAs just starting out get stuck on the little things like Hmm. that and and don't move forward instead of, you know, skipping that step and going onward and maybe working on setting up their Twitter account
0: or something or else. One of the things that people get hung up on in business, okay, is in the noisy world here, how can I be heard? Because it it seems like everyone is competing, noisy, you know, vying for your attention. You don't have that problem. And it's Tanya, not Tanya. Is that right?
1: It's Tanya.
0: Tanya, okay. tell
1: me whatever you like.
0: Well, hey. (laughs) So if you go on your website, okay, which is?
1: VANetworking.com.
0: VANetworking.com. You don't have that problem. I mean, you are... A wonderful marketer, but it's the value that you provide at the same time. You don't just speak to be heard. Um, but I imagine getting heard in the, I guess, mire of so many other competing virtual assistants, uh, it can be different. So how do you stand out? Uh, you mentioned niche but uh, let's just say you want to get in touch with people on LinkedIn. You're starting a business. What would you say to that beginning virtual assistant? How do they communicate? How do they say, hey, listen to me. I can help you. How, what, what are some of the ways they can, uh, you know, methods for communicating?
1: Well, a good thing with LinkedIn is, first of all, to have your profile completely filled out. Have your uh, sign up to your newsletter, the link to the sign up to your newsletter, right on your LinkedIn account instead of using your website. Right, give them a call to action. Uh, LinkedIn is one of the best places VAs can get new clients, and the reason for that is, sure, we can spend our time on Facebook, but our mothers and cousins and brothers are all there who yeah. don't need
2: <laughs> VAs, right? Uh-huh.
1: Uh, LinkedIn, our business professionals there, and. Really get into some groups. Start posting on LinkedIn. You can post on there instead of Facebook, right? And post, uh, something, a question, anything. And start, uh, getting involved, uh, asking questions. That's a big thing. You'll start, people love to talk about themselves and their businesses. So ask some things about their businesses. Uh, one of the biggest things we always ask is, what is your Facebook page? Hmm. And, you can be guaranteed we're going to have a million people answer that question or, you know, what are you marketing on today or different things. Get them talking in on LinkedIn. Uh, start up your own group in LinkedIn surrounding your niche. Uh, maybe start up a, I don't know, there's just so many different ways that you can market yourself on LinkedIn. Spend your time, I, I always tell the VA's, that that's probably your best area to spend your time on. I have, uh, whenever somebody friends me on LinkedIn, I start messaging them back and talking about them. I'm not really selling myself right now. I'm trying to learn about them, Mm. forming a relationship. And eventually they ask me, hey, so what do you do? Or so I see you're in the VA business or whatever, right? They'll bring it up.
0: Uh, You just have to... You're so shy. You're so shy, Tanya. <laughs> but you have to be like that, don't you? You have to reach out to another human being, make a connection. And so, so I have to ask, though, I mean, how many people follow you online? And how do you, I mean, how long, you've been doing this for what, 30 years, you said? 20. 20 years, sorry. Okay, but that's, no. a, <laughs> that's a long yeah. time. And so... When did things start clicking for you? And uh, you don't have to. I mean, you're you're one of the. Let's just be honest. If not the world, right? Probably one of the best known virtual assistant um, pioneers that people turn to.
1: I believe so. I like to say we're the market leader in the virtual assistant industry, yes.
0: Because I asked my wife, and that's what she said. So before we continue, I just want to take a a brief time out here for our sponsors, Zoom. Great audio starts with great gear, and Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators. So, you ever use that Zoom uh, 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 video uh, audio recorder?
1: Definitely love it.
0: You you do use it? Yep. Mm -hmm. Wow. And it's like the sound is like pristine on it, the 4HN. H4N. What do you like to talk about when it comes to virtual assisting? I mean, you know, I've mentioned some of the the more competitive uh, areas and starting out and, and getting over that hump. But what really gets you excited about virtual assisting?
1: I think it's the opportunities there for anyone really if they can find some services that they can offer online to make some money and I'm excited about it I have been for years I raised my three kids on it like I was able to stay at home and work from there you know they didn't come looking for me in the kitchen they came looking for me in my office at home when they needed stuff but uh so I can't say I'm a really good cook, but uh, yeah, <laughs> the business part of it has been really great. I, I can't even imagine going back to the corporate world. I used to be a legal secretary. That's what I did for uh, you know 15 years beforehand, and uh, as fun as it was, nothing uh, competes with Working from home, you know, getting up in the morning, walking up the stairs and to your office, and and that's your commute.
0: Uh, it, it's hmm. that's, a, that's like a dream for everybody. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like I mean I don't want to put words in your mouth. You let me know, but it seems like the variety of this is that you get to be a part of someone else's business. You for a moment you get to be a team player. Or I mean, uh, it's there's so much variety to all this.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's a challenge. I, if you like a challenge, become a VA because I honestly don't think I've done the same exact thing for one client ever. So every time I get a new client, it's a new learning experience for me. And I love that challenge. You are you don't get bored, Michael, if that's – like I'm never bored. And I love the challenge. I love learning new stuff. Uh, yeah, so – Like I go from hobby to hobby, knitting to crocheting to candle making or whatever. But I've always been a VA and love that.
0: I guess it's because it does have a challenge to it. You know, it's funny in listening to you, people, I'm getting the the vibe that you can really overthink this. I mean, it seems the simplicity of what you bring to the table is I just want to help people. I just want to find areas where I can get involved. It's kind of like the church, right? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. I just want to get involved. How can I help? And I think we are, I don't know, we're afraid of rejection, aren't we? Mm -hmm. I mean, what if I reach out to that person on LinkedIn? They say, no, thank you. I'm not interested. And then what do you do? Do you give up?
1: Yeah, Uh, I read a good book, Go for the No, um, by Fenton Watt, I think it was. But uh, it's basically, you're going to get probably 18 no's out of 20 uh trying to get a new client and but you know the two that you just wait because the next one is going to be you know after you get 18 the next two are going to be yeses kind of thing but there are marketing statistics to getting things so just remember there are statistics so if you've had a few no's to clients uh over the week or whatever, just know that statistically, you're going to land one here soon because you do. Uh, 18 out of 20 are no's and
0: two are yeah. I mean, forgive me if I'm you know, going too much into this, but I was going to say that it seems like in getting a business off the ground and becoming a virtual assistant, do you have to make like 100 calls a day, maybe 50 emails a day, 100 calls a day? What if you do it? Will anything less do in starting out?
1: Well, when you're first starting out, like once you've got a client base, you're probably using 15 to 20% of your time on marketing. But when you have no clients, you should be spending 100% of your time on marketing. So if you've got 40 hours a week, spend it. Marketing, marketing, marketing.
0: And does that mean on the phone? Does that mean like 50? How many emails? How many telephone calls? What exactly are we talking about?
1: Well... I do my marketing through online marketing so I try to get my website up high in the search engines I try to build my email list that's how I market because anybody that I get on my email list usually turns not everybody but when I get them on my email list the majority of new clients that come through my business have come through because they've been on my email list so I find that works for me so now I spend most of my marketing time not on the phone but trying to get them on my email list, then I funnel them into getting closer and closer to eventually having a free consult with me or something like that, right? And I don't spend hours on the phone at all. Uh, You know, I might have, if I had no clients at all, maybe you're going to spend a couple of hours on the phone until you've got your client per day, but I think you should be spending more time uh, marketing your business, getting out there, and leading them into
0: your list. Yeah, I mean, and that means Everything. going after them. We're talking about like you have to be the initiator there. You have to go on LinkedIn, Facebook. I mean, you have to really be a go-getter. No.
1: Yeah, you do, but you, you can, you don't have to be on every social network. Pick one and just be really good at it.
0: Mm. that's a good point. What makes a good virtual assistant versus a terrible virtual assistant?
1: I think it's going the extra mile uh, with all my clients I'm very proactive uh, I, I might see something online like a website or something or a blog post that I'll think hey that would interest Gary right I should send it to him and I'll just pop it off and send it to him an email or text message however I communicate with them uh, communications huge as well that's even another topic here but uh, yeah, I just try to be proactive, go the extra mile. If they need something done in 24 hours, I try to get it done for them in 12 hours. Uh, you can't always be like that 100%, but uh, I, I just try to be my best for my clients. Mm-hmm and that seems to work for me
0: and how ripe is the market out there i mean some people will look with the the glass half empty and others the glass full but Mm -hmm. do you look at outside and say boy is it ripe for a virtual assistant i mean there is help everywhere and is that how you see things is that is that how it is
1: well i've got a waiting list um my daughter has a waiting list uh there's people out there that want really good virtual assistants uh there's not a lot of great virtual assistants that are proactive and supply really high quality work. If you can do that, you'll never be without clients. <laughs>
0: hey, what's what is high quality work to you, though? Uh,
1: it's almost like you're working. You're a partner in that client's business. Mm-hmm. So you're the hardest thing for a client is to delegate. Because a lot of them feel like no one can do the work better than them. So depending on who you work for, I guess, is, is the quality of what they expect. <laughs> but uh, yeah.
0: Can you be shy in this business or no?
1: Yeah, this business is definitely for introverts. Really? I was. The shyest person in the world Uh, my mom can tell you stories about how i used to hide behind her and cry she's looking at
0: me so did my wife (laughs) she told me the same she used to do that
1: yeah so i think a a majority of virtual assistants that i've come across over the years are introverts that's one reason we're working behind a computer uh we enjoy working behind a computer Our, our um good qualities come out of helping and being able to communicate. We can communicate very well through email and texting and stuff a lot better than getting up on a stage public speaking or something like that or face to face. And I don't know if I've, I've met a few of my clients over the years, but probably only about 10% of them.
0: Really? Uh,
1: so you may never meet these people. And. I don't know. I think your shyness goes away when you're when you are hiding behind a computer a bit. And when you start getting praise for the work you're doing and you know, you start making some good money and stuff like that, your confidence rises up too as well. And again, practice makes perfect. If you've been on the phone interviewing a client and it didn't go too well, the next time figure out what you did wrong and just try and make it better the next time. After 10 times, you'll be an expert at doing that, right?
0: We haven't talked about, you know, that you are one of the best uh, and well-known in the business uh, as a virtual assistant. And why do you stand out?
1: I think it's just because I have never given up over 20 years in being an industry leader. You've seen a lot of people um, train virtual assistants and, and, they come and go. They come and go, and I've stuck through it um, mainly because I think my purpose is different than other people. Yes, I want to make money in, in teaching and training and stuff, but I also was a single mom, and I know how hard it was to uh, start up a business. And and you know my reasons for starting up was I didn't want to pay fifteen hundred a month for. A babysitter and probably i couldn't even have made that month much back then anyways so my reasons were to feed my kids and be home with them and different things like that i think um yeah i don't know really michael i i think it's
0: but yeah, i mean your website is impressive it's so impressive i mean seriously if you go to va networking.com Oh my goodness. I mean you, you, any kind of, if you're just an entrepreneur, forget about being uh, uh, your focus being a virtual assistant, you have it down so, I mean beautifully. And there's but there's a purpose to everything on your website. If you need something, it's all about how to get information. It's like I get the feeling that you're a lifelong learner and you can't stop learning and taking an interest in other people and then you supply people with a value and say, look at all these resources that can help you. And that's that's what I get out of uh, going on your website.
1: Yeah, I get a kick out of helping. And I get a kick out of seeing people succeed. And I, I've trained and, and taught and brought so many virtual assistants in and helped them have successful businesses. I mean, that's the thing for me. I love to see, oh, look at Kathy. She's like a been a va now for 20 years or whatever and she's running a multi va business or whatever it might be and you know i'm proud i'm proud to be a part of that somehow and it fulfills me it really does
0: absolutely and so i mean so most of your friends are virtual assistants and uh why is that
1: i don't know it's like I got married last September, and we eloped because I had no friends to invite to it because they're all virtual.
0: Yeah, they're all busy. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. Yeah,
1: Yeah. no, I'm just teasing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, most of my friends are virtual. Uh, the reason, Actually, the reason I started at VA Networking was because I was working from home, and I didn't have that water cooler network that you would get in a, the corporate world. And I wanted to hang out with more like-minded people. And that's why I even started up VA Networking. I just started with about four friends that were doing something similar as me. And next thing there was 500. Next thing there was 35,000. And it just
0: wow. went on and on. Wow, 35,000. Right?
1: Well, we've got 35 – I guess we've all, we've had 40,000 people come through my network. The, wow. The forum that we have uh, – that have registered and, you know, made the – information
0: on our form. So, uh, yeah. So I imagine you have to be good at almost everything. I mean, if you're going to be you, so just between you and I, okay? All right. (laughs) What are one of the things you're not so good at? Copywriting. (laughs) Copywriting, really?
1: Yes. It's my worst quality. I can't write copy. I can. I'm getting better at it, and probably I don't give myself enough credit, but uh, yeah, that would be my... Stumper. When I got to sit down and write a blog post, it takes me half a day.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! And what what are some of the most challenging things um, in dealing with clients that you would warn you know warning uh, for new virtual assistants or those that have you know been in the business? What are some of the challenges and what do they need to know to overcome them?
1: Yeah, you're gonna if you get red flags from a client. Right off the get-go or a gut feeling or anything. You should always interview your clients. Instead of them interviewing you, mm-hmm. you should be interviewing them to work with you, basically. And, and you're going to get a little feel for if they're always late responding to their emails or stuff like that. or Or they're sending you 30 emails a day. Maybe that's a red flag that this is going to be one of those stressful clients or those clients that need to micromanage everything. Maybe mm-hmm. some, there's some people out there though. There's some VAs that love that, right? Uh, you know, there's a VA for everyone. So even if you are that type of client that needs, you'll find the right VA, but, uh, you might have to go through a few to find it too as well. But communication, I guess, is the biggest thing with your client making sure you can communicate however that is, find it. It uh, might be a project management s- system that you share your documents with, or you know, maybe it's, I don't know, everybody communicates differently,
0: each client I've found over the years. Mm-hmm. And it seems um, like the industry is so unusually different now. I mean, I mean, before, there was, I don't know, 20 years ago, there wasn't such a thing as a virtual assistant. Why do you suppose it's grown so much?
1: Because I'm marketing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Tanya! All right. <laughs> no, I mean I'm talking about the field in in general. You know, being a virtual assistant. How come now it's so you know it's it's excelling, it's thriving, whereas opposed to 20 years ago, people didn't hear about it so much.
1: I think it's it's becoming more like in the corporate world. Uh, first of all, there's a lot of people that are um, starting up businesses now, and if they outsource to a VA, it's a lot cheaper than having in-house staff because you're only paying for the time they're working. So if they're only doing four hours a week, you're not paying for them to be there in your office eight hours a day, uh, paying for them to go to the washroom, have their lunch, you know, all the different things, right? You don't have to pay for any of their dental plans, their, anything like that, because they're independent entrepreneurs, VAs. And I think that is one of the greatest things is that it's cheaper to hire a VA than to hire someone in-house. Again, you don't Mm -hmm. have to pay for your software, their computer, nothing. Uh, You're just paying for their services on demand when you need them.
0: Well, life is tough. And sometimes we can limp our way through life, you know, working for a company you don't want to work for. And uh, we've all been there. And so, uh, you know, what do you say to the person who's working as, a, you know, uh, for some professional setting and, and they really want to do this full time, but they can't? What, what kind of words of advice do you give?
1: I say you can do it. I, I started out, I was working a full time job. And I started out and I had three kids, single mom, and I just worked. From like After the kids went to bed hmm. at 9 o'clock, I might work from 9 till 1 in the morning and worked on a business and starting it up. And So you can kind of slowly start up your business over a few months. Maybe you'll get a client and maybe you'll get to the point where you can got enough clients or you've saved up a little bit of money for a month or two so that you can get some clients and you can quit that job. Uh, I really think Anyone can become a VA if they really want to be it. You just have to have the discipline and the focus and the drive. Have a reason. Have a passion why you want to become a VA, and you'll become a
0: great one. And do you have to be – my wife can hear this. She's right with me here. Do you have to be organized in real time all the time? Or or is there some people that you meet that are virtual assistants and they turn it on, you know, the minute that uh, they get a job or they're asked to do something? Or should that ethic be there? No, you have to be the real thing every day for your own life first. Like be your own best client first.
1: Well, speaking of organized, you know, I've got cookies sitting on my desk here, (laughs) papers all over the place because I'm doing my taxes last minute. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, you don't have to be organized. You have to be organized, but you have to know how to organize yourself up. Like if I want to be organized with all this stuff on my desk right now, Mm -hmm. I can be in a matter of seconds. I can also be comfortable with it all laid out here and, you know, know that I've I've got it handled. I know where everything is. You, You do have to have organizational square
0: Uh, Squares. (laughs) Skills.
1: (laughs) Skills. Yeah, I I think of things in time blocks sometimes. (laughs) I like that. But it's like Mm -hmm. a waffle. You know, we've got little sections that you put stuff in.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Those
1: little squares in the waffle. Yes. You don't want to be like spaghetti all over the place. You want to be like a waffle. Hmm. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, I, I think you have to have some organizational skills, and that can be learned. And it's just... You know you can learn how to be organized
0: Mm mm-hmm yes and were you always that way though I mean part of the reason you got involved you say gee I'm I'm organized in my own life so I'm gonna be helping someone else now get organized
1: yeah I the reason I started training Michael was because I was so grateful to the VA industry like in finding the VA industry so that I could work from home and, and be a single mom and have a living and have a great future ahead. And I just wanted that for other people. Single moms have a real, um, like, I have a real soft spot for them because I know how hard it mm. is. But we have a lot of men go, coming into virtual. I
0: was going to ask you about that. Go ahead. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, quite a few. Uh, a few years ago, when I did a survey, there was about And now there was like 7% in one of the last surveys I did. So, uh, yeah, a lot of guys are getting into it. And they are a commodity, really, because, you know, there's some people that just want to work with a man, you know, that that's who they want to work with. And now they have those
0: choices to work with a VA. Yeah. You know. I got one or two more questions I was going to ask you. Where is this field heading as technology changes and how has it changed for you since you first began? I think
1: it's just only going to grow. More people are going to become aware of virtual assistants. It's it's not such a, like when I say I don't have to say people don't aren't saying to me what is a VA anymore. They're saying who is your VA? Hmm. right? It, it's, it's education. I think as it gets more expensive to work downtown and stuff like that. So as more entrepreneurs start working from home as well, they're going to figure out hiring a virtual assistant virtually is is a great idea for them too, right? Um, I think it's only going to grow. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I was going s- really to <laughs> and, and so in closing here, I want to say, uh, well, I want to ask you who needs – a virtual assistant, can you kind of like? I was thinking of that Billy Joel song, you know, We Didn't Start the Fire, <laughs> where it's like Harry Truman, Dar's Day, it just keeps going through that. So, name all the people as fast as you can that need a virtual assistant, all the different businesses and people. What comes to mind?
1: Um, if I can answer that in a different way, it's who doesn't need a virtual assistant?
0: <laughs> okay, take it,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think every business can use a virtual assistant no matter what you're doing. Everybody can have a few hours of their time dealt with by having their email organized, for example. We're all spammed. We're all whatever. Imagine if you could just go in and deal with the two emails that are uh, important that week for you. Uh, most companies are marketing online through social media and stuff like that. Uh, they can all that can all be automated uh, through a virtual assistant. So I think like everyone can use a virtual assistant from speakers, coaches, authors, writers, small business owners, entrepreneurs, CEOs, corporate executives, real estate professionals, business professionals. Anyone. Anyone. In business, yeah.
0: And how do you help people? People go on your website, vanetworking.com. So name all the ways you help people.
1: I help two markets. I help virtual people become virtual assistants. I help um, virtual assistants that are already VAs grow their business. And I help business entrepreneurs find virtual assistants. So you can find an awesome virtual assistant at our network, or if you want to learn how to become one or learn how to grow your business as a VA, check us out at vanetworking.com.
0: Tanya Sutherland, she's the legend in the VA field, and thank you for sharing your your wisdom with us. And uh, stay with us for just a second because I want to say that one of our sponsors, Zoom. Great audio starts with great gear, and Zoom's 30 year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators. And Tanya, once again, tell me about how you like using zoom
1: i love zoom it works really awesome
0: you yeah know, the and, this, and the sound quality is amazing so we also want to thank Complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors audio professionals podcasters producers and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients it's your go-to place for sound treatment soundproofing portable and mobile vocal booths. visit vocal booth to for more information and hamilton stands you ever use hamilton stands No. Okay. Well, they're founded in 1883 in Hamilton, Ohio. Hamilton Stands is the oldest music and instrument stand maker in the world. They offer a broad range of sheet music stands, band and orchestra instrument stands, and combo stands, including mic stands, guitar and keyboard stands, and accessories. In fact, we are using right here at the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show, Hamilton stage rocker mic stand. Visit hamiltonstands.com. And then last but not least, Orlex Acoustics. They have one mission For people listening to the program, if you had three things you want to tell them as they go off into the field and hopefully they'll check your website and they'll spread their wings out there as a virtual assistant, what are the things you hope that they will take from this uh, interview?
1: Well, if you're a business owner, I really hope that you'll consider hiring a virtual assistant to do some of the things in your business that have draining you and holding you back so that you can have fun in your business again and a vir- virtual assistant can really help you with that uh, and if you're someone that's thinking about starting up a business and you've got some creative uh, administrative or technical skills, uh, come check it out and join in with us. Give me a call too because it's a great career uh, it's one that I just love. I can travel. I can do whatever I want, when I want, wherever I want. So uh, and work
0: with whoever I want. So it's a lot
1: of fun. And the best. And sorry, go ahead. No, nope, that's great.
0: Well, I was going to say, and the best thing about it is is going at your own pace. I I find that in the world that we're living in here, you know, you can be drained working for someone else, and being able to go at your own pace is, I think, I think we would all be healthier people
1: yeah I think my husband's always jealous of my job, but uh, <laughs> you know he loves his motorcycles. he's a motorcycle mechanic, so he uh, works for someone else and but I know he's always jealous of me getting to do things at home and you know, I can take the day off if I want, as long as I work harder the day before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Call Tanya, and you have a waiting list, right? I mean, if people want to get a hold of you. Obviously, they'll be able to check you out on the website, vanetworking.com. But what if you're a business? What does that waiting site, you know, the the waiting uh, look like? How long?
1: Well, we're, we're working through it. We, there's always a little bit. There's always a month to get on to our uh, service list. Wow. If you want to become a client, only because. You know, this month is filled up, right? And Mm -hmm. we work month to month uh, with our clients. So, you know, it'll take a month to get on. But we've got some great virtual assistants in our, at my network that are ready to work for you like tomorrow. So come post a job at our job board and hire your first VA.
0: Well, you've been such a great guest and we want to thank you for being on the program. And my wife wants to say goodbye. Hold on.
2: Tanya, thank you so much for your outstanding work in the VA industry and um, I really appreciate everything that you've done and how you're supporting VAs out there. Thank you so much for having me.
1: It was so much fun. Loved it.